from the boardroom to the shop floor. Good business runs on good governance. Join esteemed expert in governance, Dr. Nimrod Mbele, for the next hour as he takes us beyond governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele on 101.9 High FM. A very good evening to South Africa and the world and welcome to tonight's installment of Beyond Governance. My name is Nimrod Mbele and thanks for tuning in. I'm delighted to be in your company and thanks for affording me this opportunity to share my thoughts. Uh, alongside uh, in-studio guests that I will introduce a bit, a bit later. If you missed our show last week, not to worry, download a podcast uh, on an interview I've had with Louis Poche. Um, you know, I thought, you know, he made a very good, uh, insight, uh, and I thought uh, he was thought provoking. And I certainly hope and believe that you've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Um, and before we get into the gist of tonight's conversation, as a normal, let me take this opportunity to thank Simon Lindiwe Zanati uh, for a job well done. Um, I'm not flying solo as always. I've got Tabo, who's a technical producer of the show. And uh, once again, thank you very much, Timmy, for giving us a wonderful guidance uh, as a norm. Um, you're welcome to share our thoughts. Uh, as you know, our SM line is 34519. Our telegram is 061-895-1019. And of course, my email address is nimrod at Um One of the, you know, one of the things that we often do in a show is have a quick reflection on issues that uh, are pertinent and, and shape the public discourse about the country's public image, its citizens, and its corporations. Um, as thought leaders uh, and architects of corporate governance, codes of good practice, um, it is often shocking to realize that we, not so much about realizing, but come to point of acknowledging that we are fallible as, as human beings. There's so many things that are happening in a country that really begins to question um, some of our ethos, despite the fact that we are known globally to be uh, a thought leaders around corporate governance issues. Let me take this opportunity to have a quick reflection on um, ESCOM. We have a new CEO. You know, hurrah, hurrah. What a wonderful gesture. Um, and, and the son of the soul says, look, I'm ready, capable, and willing to take ESCOM to greatest heights. Um, Andre Reiter, he's up for the challenge. We congratulate him. But here's a million-dollar question for me. Are all the issues that were brought before the board, before before the board and before the shareholder by his predecessor, Pagaman Khatebe, how far are those issues would have been resolved? But anyway, let's hope the reconfiguration of ESCOM into three uh, entities will pretty much address some of those issues that brought um, you know, uh, the entity to almost to its knees. How will he deal with the almost 441 billion rent debt? He's a very brave man, and he needs the entire nation behind him to make this work. We all know that it's not a one-man show. The shareholder needs to be very active, and so far we, we, have, we have seen that the shareholder has demo- demonstrated the requisite leadership that we need. The board has also demonstrated the, the prescribed leadership that we need, and now it's up to him. The trio can really make a difference around the 40, 441 billion rents that we have seen. Another issue, to fly or not to fly, SAA has been grounded thanks to strike. Um, and this is an entity that has lost close to about 9 point, or that is in debt of about 9.2 billion. We're currently losing about 
we are told by the report that we're losing about 50 billion, 50 million rands per day thanks to strike. And, and these are issues that has serious ramification, um, for the economy. Uh, and, and we are told that the union are, um, are you know, demanding, uh, about 8%. And when the entity can only afford 9.9 salary increase, of course, subject to, to availability. We all know that SAA is a sinking ship, has not done well for over a period of time. It's one of the most um, unstable entity. We have had a turnaround after turnaround, and none of these turnaround strategies have borne fruit. What's going to happen this time around? But lastly, let me take uh, a swipe, well, not so much of a swipe, a reflection on uh, what the, the former UK Labour Party Cabinet Minister, Lord uh, Hayne, testimony. I thought it was quite thought-provoking, breathtaking, insightful um, um, in his capacity as a, as, a, as, as a proponent of international governance regime. Uh, and I was quite amazed that, that you know, he, he was quite... Um, was it for us, you know, to look up a better word in terms of the 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 the, the bank's uh, uh, complicity or the bank's role in the Gupta's uh, looting? You know, the Gupta's uh, use the banks; they've used uh, reputable entities, um, you know, to to loot money, you know, uh, uh, throughout through you know, throughout the world. The point is, um, had it not been of some of the international banks. The money would not would not have been squandered the way they did. So, which means there's a need for uh, corporations, international banks, governments across the board to be really looking at is this issue very very closely. And I, I think South Africans have, have heeded his uh, recommendation. And I think the, the 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 commission of inquiry into state capture. I've noted that the 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 the, the justice uh, deputy justice uh, Zondo. Um, hitting that, you know, the country will obviously make its well, the, the 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 commission will present its recommendation, you know, before the president, who will obviously take the uh, decision um, as early as, as as next year. And now that we have gone out of the rather difficult conversations, uh, depressing conversation, we're going to enter into a very Nice uh, environment. Uh, I'm joined in studio uh, by uh, Jeffrey Moran. He's an IBM learning consultant, trainer, and sales communication coach. Uh, he's from Ireland. You'll you'll learn more about him. Uh, uh, the thrust of our conversation tonight is the IBM Social uh, Corporate Social Responsibility Initiative, um, or they might they refer to it as Corporate Citizenship Program, uh, uh, if you like. We all know that uh, companies are increasingly revamping. Um, up their focus on social responsibility, uh, when it, whether by championing women's rights, uh, protecting environment, or attempting to obliterate uh, poverty, uh, and so on and so forth. But this time around, it's around education. Let me take this opportunity to welcome the one and only Jeff Moran from Ireland. Good evening, and welcome to Beyond Governance. Good evening, Nimrod. Thank you very much for having me on your show. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure, you know, I've, in, in my, in my period, I indicate that you come from Ireland. I'm yes. sure people can pick up from your, from your accent. Yeah, everywhere I go in, our, in uh, South Africa, they say, oh, you're not from here. You have an accent. 
I didn't know I had an accent before, but I, I do now, I suppose. <laughs> how, how does it make you feel? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Must be get, you know, give me some brownies. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So for people who don't know, Ireland is a very small country in the western, most western part of Ireland, and uh, I suppose we're famous for our whiskey and our Guinness and our music and also our our, our poetry and authors. You know, so we're we're a very literal na- nation. You know. Well, one thing that you're very famous about is your whiskeys. I mean, mm. uh, we, we, we South Africans love your whiskeys. You, you probably, you know, drink more whiskey than anybody else. Yeah, you love uh, Jameson whiskey, I oh, think, yeah. Very popular brand, very yeah. popular brand. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get to those uh, niceties at some point. Yes. Um, um, Jeff, you're in a country um, as one of the representatives of IBM. Yeah, sure. We know that IBM is running this uh, uh, international program uh, as part of its global corporate citizenship Okay, can you just tell us more about that? Yeah, so the program is called IBM Service Corps, and it's running for 10 years now, Nimrod. Um, so it was uh, induced 10 years ago, and um, uh, in those 10 years, um, we have sent uh, 4,000 IBMers to about 130 different countries around the world, um, mostly emerging markets, and we're focused on corporate social responsibility. So typically, there is a team of about 15 people, um, that would travel from all over the world uh, to one location. So, um, focusing on things, uh, you know, uh, things like uh, education, health, um, basically trying to improve the lives of the countries that we're, we're uh, going into, you know. So, we spend about two or three months preparation work as a team, as a virtual team, and then we spend four weeks in the country. So, I'm joined um, in this adventure um, by 12. IBMers from 10 different countries, Nimrod. So we're a really diverse uh, group, um, ranging from Colombia, Costa Rica, Mexico, Canada, Thailand, Singapore. So it's all over the world. And we're all here for four weeks to work on um, education projects. Okay, So we have uh, three different organizations that we're focused on. Um, it's NECT, the National Education Collaboration Trust, uh, yes, and Junior Achievers South Africa. So we're, all our all our attentions are on these three organisations. Okay, great stuff. That's quite uh, fascinating to hear. But um, as individuals, I mean, you've mentioned that there's about um, twelve of you, IBMers. Yeah. You call each other IBMers. Yes, that's it. Um, and and the selection process, how you end up, you know, uh, in a particular project. Tell us through. How does it happen? Sure. So is it about your interest, uh, um, or is it about what sort of criteria is used to bring IBMers? You know, from different parts of the of the world, uh, into a particular project. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's it represents the top one percent of IBM. So top talent of one one percent of IBMers get to get be, to be selected on this program. So it's it's a real honor to be selected. Um, there is a selection process and, and a criteria to to, to uh, adhere to, and um, we have to kind of complete um, an essay in terms of why we should be selected. Um, we have to be of a certain seniority in the in the company. So um, we all, and we also have to be at least three years in the company. Um, so there's a, there's a selection criteria. So, but it's a great honor to be selected um, uh, to to you know to, to serve really, I suppose. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's quite fascinating that you're saying you're, you're on top percent, yeah. which means, we, you know, the cohort that has come, that has come through to South Africa is actually cream de la cream in terms of technical expertise, experience and in, in, in the like. Sure. And, and the skills are so diverse. You know, we've got people from communications to software engineers, um, senior project managers. I myself, and uh, I'm a learning consultant and trainer and a couple of trainers as well and education consultants. So the skills are just really varied and they're, we're kind of handpicked uh, for the projects that we work on here in South Africa. Okay, brilliant stuff. Uh, while we're at it, um, you know, you want to take us through about your deployment. I know that you have attached to the NECT, yes. which is the National Education Collaboration Trust. What exactly are you doing at the NECT? So first of all, I have to mention that I am working with a wonderful team. I'm, I'm blessed amongst women on this uh, on this on this uh, this team so i'm joined um in the project by Deborah Sosa, Isabel Vegegas and Erica Banda so they're from uh, Colombia Mexico US and Brazil, Brazil. so you're a thorn among the rose or rose among the thorn which one yeah, comes yeah oh, blessed amongst women as we say in oh. ireland <laughs> <laughs> no great stuff. So we're working with a wonderful organisation, Nimrod. I know, I know you're very familiar with the, the work of the uh, National Education Collaboration Trust, um, and we are focused on a wonderful program that it is really the, the simple message is to get South Africa reading. And I think you have appreciation of the huge challenges that South Africa have in around reading and literacy. Okay, um, I think there's a Pearls report that states that by grade four, 78 percent of the children in, in grade four. Um, cannot read for meaning okay so um for, uh, i suppose for me from my perspective in ireland um i have a young daughter uh elodie she might be listening um and she's a she's a wonderful reader you know and sometimes when i read to her nimrod um she corrects my reading when i read stories to her at night time so it's it's a real kind of uh, i suppose foreign uh, idea that that children at the at the age of nine and ten can't can't grasp reading but when you understand the challenges and the, I suppose, the cultural background of South Africa and the multiple languages and, and the history of the country, you start appreciating the huge challenges uh, that lie here for, for, the, for the reading revolution, that's what I call it. So we're working on that project. Um, we give, I suppose we're here to, to give advice, to be immersed in the organization of NECT. Um, and um, to consult, ultimately to consult, but also to work with the staff and maybe uh, transfer some skills and knowledge around the way that IBMers work. So we run a, uh, a series of different workshops and trainings and meetings, just, I suppose, showcasing how we work. But ultimately, we're here to provide um, strategic advice on the program, both from a, techno a technology point of view um, and, and just in terms of uh, overall impact, strategic impact for the, for the program. Fascinating, fascinating. Mm -hmm. You you said you are here for a month. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a it's not it's not a pretty lot of time. No, particularly when you're working with complex and dynamic environments such the such as the program that you've alluded to, which is the National Reading Coalition, sure, or National Reading Campaign, um, so to speak. What does it mean in that particular? You know, take us through. Typically, what happens? You move into an environment um, in 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 the in in a uh, month time, what what sort of, what do you do in the first week, second week, and third week? There, there has to be some kind of a process yeah. or a program rollout such that it it there's value. You have to find each other because I mean, as consultants, you know, technical support. It's not easy to get into an environment and learn. So you, you have to be thinking of your feet and moving with speed. Take us through 
the, the rollout program as it were in a month? What happens from week one up to the last week? Yeah, and I mean, you're, you're dead right. Four weeks is a very short time. And I mean, I, I suppose the first few days we were just overwhelmed by the challenges of the South African edu- education system. But um, we we follow uh, deep methodologies in, in IBM and we kind of practice those, those methodologies throughout the four weeks. So I suppose in the early week, we were kind of a discovery phase, Nimrod. So we're really discovering, understanding all the challenges and the economic and, and cultural environment that, that we're being landed into. And then once we understand all the challenges and the environment issues, we then move into kind of identifying maybe the areas that we think we could help the uh, NECT with, uh, in particular in relation to the, the reading revolution. Um, so we move um, from the discovery phase into, I suppose, uh, what we call gap analysis. Yeah. Um, and then the final stage really is is coming up with a, cons- a con- um, consultation report around some key recommendations that we think... Um, the NECT um, can um, implement around the uh, National Re- Reading Coalition. So this, I suppose there are three key phases of, of the project. Um, they're long days. I mean, we're up most days at 6 a.m., 6.30. And we have a two-hour commute to the office every day. And we sometimes finish at 7 or 9, or last night we finished at 11 p.m. So they're long days. It's by no means a holiday, but we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're also getting to, uh, I suppose we have a, a motto here of uh, work hard, play hard. Absolutely. In fact, you preempted preempted my my next question. You know, which which somehow was somehow uh, negated by your initial point by saying, you know, you handpicked. It's about one percent because sometimes you get, you know, consultants. You know, like, oh, where are you going to want to go to Africa? Let's go on holiday. So clearly, for your for in your case, as IBM, it's not a holiday. It's actually quite work. Yeah, it is, and and the work is. I have to say, is wonderful. It's it's probably the most challenging work I've I've done in my career. Um, so it's it's wonderful to 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 work on on such um, vast challenges and to try and make a small impact, you know. And we hope to stay in touch. I mean, I think there's uh, IBM are very good for a give give back and volunteers. Um, so th- we'll certainly be able to stay in touch with our host organisation, South Africa, and work remotely, um, albeit maybe a couple of hours a month, you know. So we're going to try and kind of keep that legacy going, you know. No, 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 great stuff. If you've just joined us, um, um, I'm in studio with uh, a colleague from Ireland, Jeff. Um, he's an IBM consultant, uh, giving us a perspective from the IBM Corporate Social Investment Program. Um, he's really uh, immersing us in terms of the, the deployment, and he's currently working uh, on or with or alongside the National Education Collaboration Trust, um, particularly in, uh, or in respect to a program called the National Reading uh, uh, Coalition or National Reading campaign. Um, earlier on, uh, Jeff, you had said um, part of your methodology, you, you, there are three phases. There's discovery phase, uh, gap analysis phase, and consultation. Hmm. At the discovery phase, what what are the things that stood up for you um, at the NECT? Wow. Um, well, I suppose it's just the, I suppose the enormity of the of the education challenges in the country. So 12 million school children 26,000 schools. I mean, it's, it's just so enormous, you know, that the challenge. And then you add in there the multiple languages. I don't know. I mean, you tell me that nine different languages, maybe. Eleven. Eleven. I was, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then so, so uh, in grade four, I believe this, the school children in prim- primary school, um, they switch from their mother, mother tongue to, to English. So that's a huge, a, a huge change for the, for the children as well. So, um, it's just a normality of the challenges that, that uh, South Africa face. But 
I've no doubt that technology in some way will will really drive um, growth in South Africa, and um, and that's what we're looking at really how we can implement. I suppose, robust technical solutions. I mean, there's no point suggesting uh, solutions that would work, say, for example, in Ireland or in the US. We have to consider the uh, the infrastructure that's in, in place here in South Africa. So our solutions have to be robust in that sense. I, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad that you raised the, the, the complexity of a developing country such as South Africa, that y- there's no silver bullet, firstly. No. And which is quite useful that, firstly, you immerse yourself within a very short space of time, you immerse yourself in the locality or in a programming conceptual issues, uh, programming, uh, uh, development issues, and then come up with a solution which recognize where the country is. Uh, which, which for me is a very useful approach because, um, you, you, you no longer just sample or simplicity. In terms of, of, of making solutions. Yeah. Um, do you think, um, I know you haven't really got to the tail end of your, your, your delivery. Um, do you think the, the, the program that you're currently supporting at NECT, um, is likely to deliver the goods or what your, your intervention would facilitate towards ensuring that we get the country reading at the level that it should be? So you want a sneak preview into our report, eh? <laughs> Why not? No, that's not possible. No, that's pretty confidential. I'm only kidding. Um, yeah, I think, I think, listen, I think there's wonderful management and in the NECT. And I think there's a great kind of ethos towards making change. Um, and I think uh, the National Reading Coalition, even the name itself uh, is a coalition, is a, is a, a unity of, of all the different stakeholders. Um, my God, there's so many stakeholders in South Africa when it comes to education. Um, I mean, I was even struck by the, the you know, the, the notion that uh, when a, sc- a school children, a school child leaves their school and goes home, that the parent sometimes may not be able to read to their school, uh, their, their, their child. So, I mean, again, that's just a, you know, it's, it's a concept that's just so foreign to me in Ireland and Western, Western Europe, you know. Um, but yeah, I think the NECD here are on the right path. I, I, I think stakeholder management and stakeholder, um, collaboration is the most important thing in, in this challenge for reading. Because there's no point in, in having, um, thoughts on, on a really high level, Nimrod. Mm-hmm. I think you have to engage with all stakeholders. And that includes community and parents. Um, that can embrace the whole reading culture in the in the country, um, so I think with that approach we, we're on the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a break and come back to uh, and enjoy yet uh, insight from from uh, our friend here, Jeff. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele on one hundred one point nine High FM. Welcome back. It is now almost 25 to 7. It's amazing how time flies when you're having fun. Uh, for those who have just joined us, I'm in studio with Jeffrey Moran, an IBM uh, learning consultant, a trainer and sales communication coach. We are talking about the IBM Corporate Social Investment Program, and he's really given us uh, his thoughts and his, in terms of his experiences uh, in situations where they have been deployed. They're currently being deployed at the National Education Collaboration Trust. One of the things that I, 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 I must ask, because when you come into an environment... You know, there are programs, there are almost like daily activities that are taking place. And, and you are also coming to support, uh, having that. How do you find that kind of environment? How are you able to manage your own deliverables and also 
feeding into the deliverables of the entity that you are trying to support? It it must be quite complex and difficult. Sure. Um, you know, we have we have expectations from IBM South Africa, who are, I suppose, uh, sponsoring us to be here, um, to to come up with final deliverables. And then we also have, we're as I said, we're immersed in our host organisation, who are extremely busy. And at this time of year, it's it's the financial year end for the company, and they're, they're very busy people. So we have a term in IBM called agile. So I think it's it's all about agility and flexibility to to really uh, be flexible in terms of our our asks that we have of the NECT, um, and um, you know reschedule things if needs to be things rescheduled or, or shorten meetings if they need to be shortened. So it's just about that kind of word agility, yeah. Absolutely. I suppose, I mean, that augurs well as a consultant, because as a consultant, you need to immerse yourself in the environment of your host, because you are responsive. Uh, you need yeah. to be, you're accountable to your host. Yeah. Um, so, so that makes a lot of sense, hey? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. would imagine if you are not a consultant, it would be very difficult, because you, you'd always have a, a regimented approach in terms of what you do. But now that you, you understand yeah. that you are complementing you know, you're providing support to the host. You need to understand the culture. You need to understand the ethos. Um, and, and in that back against that against that background, provide solutions that um, uh, will 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 make sure that the organisation uh, deliver. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the, the next question that I want to pose, you know, because this program is of mutual benefit. The the host company will benefit, and IBM will benefit. I suppose that that's how the the program grow. You know, um, from 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 IBM point of view, what are the other than just brand, you know, uh, reputation or brand growth, which is obviously would grow enormously because you have been doing this thing over and over again. What are some of the tangible benefits that are accrued to IBM for for this particular program? Yeah, I suppose in IBM we have a term called triple benefit when it comes to this program, uh, the, the IBM Service Core. There's a triple benefit. Um, so the, the first benefit is obviously to IBM itself um, in terms of, as you said, brand awareness and brand recognition and immersion with working with companies in developing markets. And then the second benefit is for the IBMers ourselves. So um, it was originally taught up as a leadership development program. And, um, you know, from, from, from my perspective, it's a wonderful experience, uh, working with a, such a diverse team of IBMers and also working with a host organization with NECT, working with the wonderful management and staff there. So there's a huge professional and personal development for the IBMers. And then the third benefit is for the host organization, as you said, in terms of getting some of the top talent in IBM for four weeks, albeit for four weeks, maybe some follow-up time afterwards, um, in terms of the benefit of, 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 of driving value, of the IBM, what, what value we can deliver. So that's the triple benefit of um, the, the Corporate Service Corps, the program, yeah. No, 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 great stuff. But perhaps maybe what might be useful as well is just to unpack a little bit on the side of the host mm. employee. I mean, obviously, juxtapose it with your other experiences where this program has been managed and ran elsewhere. Um, could you just maybe give us a picture around around that? Yeah, well, as I said, it's um, it has been deployed in 38 countries around the world, okay? Um, so it's supporting over 320 teams in 1,300 projects, okay? So um, in Ghana, in Senegal, in Romania, um, in Australia, in America, even in some parts of the developing parts of, of America and, and uh, Australia. Um, so it's really all around the world, global, a global effect, you know. Um, so the, I suppose the issues range from health, 
education um, abuse, um, empowering women in society, and um, you know I suppose the the education um, m uh, merit as well in terms of um, how we can drive education in different in, our, uh, in different markets, yeah, developing countries. Earlier on, you, 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 you mentioned health um, and, and, and education. Is there a particular theme that cuts across or you go into a country by country and say, well, here we're going to focus on it. How do we determine what gets to be focused on? Is it, is it IBM that says this is our push for this year or you, you get a, a almost like a response from the host company to say this is who we are, this is our priorities? How do you get to a point of saying um, this is what we want to do? I think uh, the, the company overall, in, in terms of uh, the, the strategy overall, try to align with the greatest needs in that country. Yeah, so if it's education or if it's health, they try and identify the greatest need, social need um, in that in that particular region. Um, so whether it's Romania or South Africa, um, they try and identify um, what is wh where the impact would be greatest uh, felt. Yeah. Okay, great stuff. And obviously, um, um, well, in, in most of the deployment of IBM to date, has it been on in education or the other disciplines that have been considered? So in this deployment, in this current deployment here in November, um, we are all focused on education. Education and youth services. So um, the impact really on, on, on education to youth and employing the youth as well, because I, I also understand the high level of unemployment in the youth here in South Africa, um, something like 58%, I believe. 29.1%. Um, 29, 29.1%. Yeah, but uh, of that 29%, I think 58% are, are youth. The youth yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a huge challenge. And um, uh, one of the teams that were that are here um, in South Africa this month is uh, working with a company called uh, Yes Youth Employment Services. And that's a wonderful organization as well. Um, that are uh, implanting young people into companies and giving them real life experience for a year, for example. It's the whole chicken and egg thing. Um, youth can't get employment because they don't have, have experience. Um, and they, they find it hard to get experience because they haven't got a job. So is that chicken and egg scenario, you know? So, um, it's a, it's a big issue here in South Africa as well. So uh, we're, we're looking at that as well. Absolutely. Well, we've just been joined by regular voice. Um, this is Eric Stillerman. Um, Eric, uh, welcome and welcome and join uh, the colleague uh, Jeffrey Moran from IBM. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello. Pleased to meet you. Hi, Nimrod. How are you doing? I'm great. Oh, I'm sure you must have picked up um, yeah, interesting on the way here. I was listening conversation to with with, with yeah. what's what's your take on IBM? A very important strategy. Uh, uh, oh, 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 it's fantastic. It's it's awesome. What, what uh, if you don't mind me getting diving in sure. to to some of the issues that that my mind is thinking about here. Firstly, I think the scale. You know, what kind of effect and impact do you hope to make without you know disclosing confidential stuff? You know, it, in, in terms of um, twenty nine point something percent, you're talking about six seven million unemployed people, sure. a few million youth. You know, how do you a, a plan to to kind of deal with a few people, even yes, which so far has employed or given work opportunities to twenty nine thousand. How does one scale that? But yeah. can I, maybe before you yeah. respond to that, let me just um, um, give you context yes. uh, because we have already gone through that part. Yes, I'm with the, you. the issue is that um, the deployment of IBMers is for a month. Yes. Okay. Uh, the program runs for a month. 
Right. So there's there's so much that that can be done in a month. Of course. But Bill is make he can respond. But I just wanted to give you a bit of a background. Yes, I'm with on, you. on on that particular issue. Yeah, yeah, I mean four weeks is a very short period sure. of time. But um, I think we focus on um, <coughs> our solutions that we propose has to have scalability and sustainability. Right. Yet, you sure. know. Now we 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 just propose them. Okay, we we don't implement the solutions sure. that we propose, but um, we certainly have a focus mm. on scalability, reusability, and sustainability. Right. Okay, um, I mean a lot of the uh, this is the twenty second IBM team in South Africa. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's, so we're at the twenty second. So there's been twenty one teams prior to us working with different um, organizations as well. So there is a legacy that IBM are continuing to invest in right, South Africa. Sure. Um, but <coughs> as I said to Nimrod, I think the challenges are, are massive. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think we can only really scratch the surface uh, on, a, a, on a consultative approach. Um, but that approach has to be sustainable, scalable and reusable. So in terms of, uh, let, let's get to the second question, which is related you know, from a what point of view, a substantive point of view, wh- what areas are you focusing on in terms of solutions that are sustainable and scalable? Mm, so mm. far from your 21st, 22nd, you know, team, what what kind of uh, bullets have you come up with that, that can make a big difference? Uh, I think <coughs> to tackle the education or the reading challenge in South Africa mm. I think you have to make a, try and make a big impact mm-hmm. in the country and, and some big ideas are needed uh, to have an, 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 a national and scalable impact. So for us, it's things like cognitive systems, maybe using cognitive and artificial and augmented intelligence to, um, to enhance the level of data that's currently being collected in schools. That's one of our you know, uh, key recommendations uh, to look at how cognitive or artificial intelligence can be used to enhance the insights and, and drive a strategy forward. So that would be one key recommendation that so we look I at. I think you, you might remember Nimrod, <coughs> uh, President Ramaphosa, in his State of the Nation, committed to getting every child uh, to be reading for meaning by a certain date. I don't know how many years. So in that space where you're talking about people that are semi-literate and let alone getting to artificial intelligence. Uh, I don't know if you've got any thoughts about how you achieve just that basic level of reading and comprehension across, you know, millions of kids at school. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe before you respond (coughs) to that, because, I mean, um, what, 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 what perhaps for now, um, because you have to compare apples with apples, your question could be, more relevant in an environment where the 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 the, the reading capability is a lot higher. Um, the 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 focus of IBM for now it is primarily on the national reading uh, campaign or national reading coalition mm. to support because the, that that kind of plan is currently at it at its nascent stage. You correctly pointed out the president have just uh, made an utterance in, in parliament that uh, South Africa needs to be reading. We need to get uh, uh, you know great foreigners you know being able to read for many. So so your question would be more relevant in an environment where literacy level is a lot higher, because for now we have to get to the basics. We're not at the basic level yet, and their mandate or their core responsibility is say, okay, how do we get this plan? How do you get all these players? Um, collaborating because it's, it's a huge challenge. You've got NGOs that are in this field. 
You've got universities that are in this field. You've got government. You've got private sector. You've got everybody. Mm-hmm. And we all, every, or most of this entity, they are doing bits and pieces. And there's a lot of fragmentation. Yeah. There's a lot of reputation. There's a lot of inefficiency in the system. So part of what we have, what I've picked up as, as, as the benefit is that how do we move coherently, you know, um, as a way of having a structured program which can be built upon uh, moving forward. So, so, so that, that, that's my understanding. You know, your question is more of a higher end. Uh, Eric, your question would be more relevant to, you know, uh, and, and a cohort of learners or cohort of schools. No, precisely uh, the opposite. I'm saying, how do you deal with illiterate people? What is, the f- is something that can make a high impact, that can facilitate quick um, impact on, on basic reading ability? I don't know if you've got any thoughts of that. Uh, well, as I said to Nimrod, um, the National, National Reading Coalition is yes. just exactly what it means. It's a coalition of all the different stakeholders. Right. So the, the challenges are so immense that you need to have participation with all sure. levels. Agreed. Parents, yeah. community, Agreed. priests, sure. um, provin- provincial level, circuit level, government. Mm. Okay. And the NECT are funded by the DBE, okay? Mm-hmm. So you, but it's only by taking a collaborative approach that yes. you can take, tackle this problem. Yeah, yeah. Sure, um, that point is taken. Yeah. I think, you know, you can look things like branding and campaigns as well. Um, branding can have a big impact on, on, on citizen empowerment. There's examples of brand campaigns all over the world where you have a single, simple message that can drive engagement by the citizens. Mm-hmm. I think that's also needed. Mm-hmm. You need a simple message. I'm, I'm a big believer in simplicity of, of communications sure. and storytelling. That, that if you can capture people's imaginations by, by reading mm. um, and by telling a simple story around how important it is to read, mm. um, I think that has great power as well. Absolutely. You, you know, sorry to be <laughs> driving the same point. I'm talking the collaboration is, is, is you know, taken as read. The question is from a methodological point of view, with the existing, let's say, reading material and learning and, and teaching material, in the school system, is there anything that one can do to dramatically improve the kind of exposure that kids of three, four, five, six early childhood development, you know, that 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 works better than the current material that they're using? Uh, uh, you know, if you could distribute a few million very powerful um, readers that that are so simple. That they they compelling in the in the impact. I don't know if you're looking at those sort of um, solutions. Let me let me respond to that question, Eric. Remember, you're dealing with a system. Mm. Firstly, you need to get the uh, teachers in class, you know, to be able to buy into a particular sure. thought process, and that uh, takes time for teachers, you know, to firstly to appreciate, the, you know, the the, the imperative of um, getting learners to, 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 to read for meaning. Hmm. Um, you know, you need to speak with, uh, you, know, you need to get the, the teaching, uh, profession as a whole to buy in and support it. You need to get community structures to buy in and support it. You need to get in every single organization under the sun to buy in, to, to buy into the philosophy first and foremost. Because if you can't get the buy in, uh, at, at, at the philosophical level, 
how do you get it at practical level? It's, 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 it's impossible. You've got to come with something that is compelling. You know, why would they buy into something, you know, which is independent of the current existing education curriculum? You know, that teachers have been trained into and are using. So I'm saying, is there something better than they're using? Otherwise, there's no compelling reason to even cooperate with this potential solution. This is what I'm looking for, the substance of where the answers lie. Look, it's a very complex issue. Uh, of course it, it is. It's a very complex issue. <laughs> That's why um, I need to, you know, some solutions. Particularly when you're outside the, the system. You know? yeah. Firstly, you've you got to deal with the um, attitude. You've got to deal with mentality. You've got to deal with the makeup of mm. your constituency. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sure. That, that on its own, if you've worked in a public space, mm. you'll understand the importance of buy-in, mm. the importance of onboarding. The importance of getting people to see what you see. Firstly, how do you get the teachers to see the value of reading for meaning in terms of, of, of progression in class? You know, it should not be seen as an add-on activity yeah. on the teachers. The teachers must immediately identify with this uh, drive to get learners, learners because that cuts down the failure rate. Mm-hmm. You know, so one of the things that you, that's how you sell it. That if you participate in this this program, the chance of learners failing is likely to be X instead of Y, you know. I but, think but also creating incentives for learners, you know. Mm, sure. Uh, so we we actually w- visited a school in Soweto yesterday, and um, the teacher we interviewed a series of about fifteen teachers, and the teachers told us that they have in the curriculum they have to spend thirty minutes a day on reading. Okay, right. thirty minutes a day on reading. So yeah. uh, I think what we're trying to do in the National Reading Coalition is to try and come up with mechani- mechanisms to, um, I suppose, make that reading more fun and more oh, I- engaged right. with the children, yeah. things yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. So that's really important. And, I mean, we, we got a great sense of uh, the uh, how, sp- how, sp- how teachers just are overwhelmed as well. I mean, I come from a country where we have teacher-to-pupil ra- to, teacher caps, okay? So typically you would have uh, one teacher to maybe 30, to 25 to 30 so in, in South Africa, you can have as many as 90 students in, for one teacher. It's just phenomenal, really, that the, the class size. Um, so it's coming up with mecha- mecha- mechanisms to um, support the teachers. Sure. It's really to, it, that's really the key essence, yes. is to, to support teachers, not, not to overwhelm teachers yes, or to, 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 sure. um, uh, to bring in learning intervention that they feel overwhelmed or they're not engaged with. It's actually to provide support. And the teachers that we talk to are, are wonderful people. And I think if you, if you message, if you communicate to them that we're here to support them, the National Reading Coalition is a program to support the teachers. And we're looking at technical solutions for that. And we're also looking at um, I- integration in the in, in the curriculum as well, yeah, sure. you know. Um, so it's really for me, it's all about teacher support yeah. because mm-hmm. they are the really key stakeholder in this in this piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we've got we've got parents as well who play mm. a massive role at home, you know. Um, so it's looking at strategies maybe that for community involvement, like book clubs, mm-hmm. try to uh, identify areas where uh, and and ambassadors for book clubs as well, you know. So, but for me, teacher support is really the the primary objective. Now put it where there is teacher support. We've said education; it takes a child, you know, it takes a community to teach a child. Yeah. Okay. Um, you need the entire community supporting a child. Who's the community? You know. Uh, you know. 
business leaders are community members, church leaders, traditional leaders, um, a stock fell. All these other structures, we sit outside the education system because it's unbearable for the teacher, you know, to teach as we have pointed out, uh, you know, uh, ratio that is, ratio that are high. In a class, we've got learners that are fast and others that are slow. By the time you still have to complete the curriculum, it's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. That is why, you know, the, 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 the strategies to bring in, if I understand, is to bring in, um, external role players. Yeah. In the form of, uh, parents, in the form of, uh, social clubs, in the form of community structures, in the form of youth organizations, in the form of traditional leaders, and all these other role players say, yeah. you also can play a role in, in, in stimulating, um, education, um, in stimulating the reading campaign. Because mm-hmm. the more everyone reads, that it's not only the reading that should not happen in class. You can read for fun, but you still intellectually find it stimulating. You can read material that is relevant for for curriculum. You can also read material that is just live, you know, that is you know uh, nice and uh, simple, uh, that 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 in- enhances your capabilities. Ultimately, that's the bigger picture. Mm. And it can be a massive catalyst for economic growth. You know, if, mm, sure. if we could get South Africa reading at all different levels, it can be a huge catalyst for economic development in this country. I, I strongly believe that. I, I couldn't agree with you more. We are about to, to part, uh, you know, uh, we, we pretty much done with our conversation tonight. Perhaps maybe uh, it might be useful for you just to reflect a little bit in terms of your uh, your colleagues that they are not here. What sort of message you wanna, you know, pass on to them, um, so that they 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 really share this this moment. Yes, thank you, Nimrod. Yeah, as I said, there's 12 of us here, 12 IBMers from 10 different countries. So if I can, I can just give a, a big shout out to Dave, Isabel, Pear, Keel, John, Lisa, Deborah, Erica, Jason, Shalini, and Shahela. So all from different countries all over the world. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And 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 finally, what what's your highlight about South Africa? Well, I think the highlight was on our second day in South Africa, we went to Soweto and we saw the Springboks win. The world. Uh, <laughs> so that was a wonderful experience. And to, and to hear the uh, the joy and the singing, the wonderful singing of the South African people. Well, I have to say, Nimrod, I, I just love the people here. I think they're wonderful people. I've never, I've, I've traveled a lot in Europe and around the world and I've never met such wonderful, warm and friendly people in South Africa. So it's, um, it's, it's just a wonderful experience to be here. And thank you for having me on your show. Thank you very much for, for reinforcing that positive message about how hospitable South Africans oh, yeah. are, because that's what sells ultimately. We are a very warm country. We're a very loving country. We just need to, you know, work around our own issues Absolutely. To, to, to work, you know, yeah. to, to get the economy running. Sure. And I mean, such a, such a troubled past. But there's, I don't get any sense from people that, that they're hanging on to the past. I get a sense that it, there's a huge drive for progression and growth. Um, so it's just wonderful um, to see that. Uh, so, yeah, thanks again. I'm glad. I'm glad. And thanks for coming through. Eric, you're part in short. Can only wish you success. Thank you, Eric. Cheers. All Thank best. you very much. Great stuff. That was uh, our, <coughs> our guest um, coming through from, um, you know, IBM. His name is Jeffrey Moran, who is the learning consultant, training and sales communication coach. We have an absolute beautiful conversation. We are thoroughly, uh, I thoroughly personally enjoyed um, your inputs. And I think IBM is doing a phenomenal work. We just perhaps maybe need to find more IBMers coming through because the challenges uh, are there, but they're not, they're not insurmountable.
um, collectively through these kinds of collaborations, we can really make a dent. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest you know cry is, is halving unemployment. You know, uh, the rest will, will sort it out. Um, but your contribution has, has really made a big dent. I've personally experienced it because I've been exposed to your work with the entity that we have mentioned, which is the National Education Collaboration Trust. And I sincerely hope they will also benefit uh, with your presence and make a huge difference in a country, particularly in education. Thank once you again, very much. Once again, thank you very much. And, and, and thanks to your colleagues um, that you have mentioned once again. Yes. Erica, Isa, and Deborah. Until we meet again, it has been an absolute pleasure. Have a good evening.